the best therapist I ever found for my marriage was a pair of sharp pruning shears. In my shrub garden, I attacked the greenbrier vines that wanted to twine their way up my rhododendrons. Even with my gloves on, the long thorns would jab my fingers, drawing blood and making them throb for days. Still, I wouldn't stop until I chopped every vine and pulled it down. My flower beds demanded even more attention, especially my roses. I read every book I could get my hands on, even concocted an elaborate watering system for them. Some years they got black spot, some years they got Japanese beetles, but they never failed to produce. I felt like God was smiling on me, honoring my name, and giving me some small happiness in life. What Paul didn't know was that I had a regular arsenal of poisons thriving in my flower beds. Foxglove, belladonna, hellebores, even the hydrangea in my shrub garden and the potatoes in my vegetable beds could be utilized if necessary. Day and night, I plotted my revenge on my husband. He could not withhold children and civility from me and expect to get away with it. Most people saw me as a timid rabbit, scared to come out from my burrow and socialize, but I knew who I was, a mountain lion, silently watching my prey before I jumped on it and tore it to pieces. The turnoff to the Spencer driveway looks like someone threw a bucket full of gravel across the shoulder of a one-lane road. You feel like your car is going to fly off the face of the cliff when you pull in. Blind drive would be a handy sign to post, but no one bothers. Still, the florist, rather Axel Becker, made that turn. Weird. I remember the nudges and comments my roommates gave me every time the blonde giant stared at me across the college commons. He's fixated, Tess. Why doesn't he just give you a call? He never did even though he'd often show up in the same classes I took. I had the freakish feeling he'd employed spies to deliver my semester schedules to him. In modern philosophy or British literature or any other random liberal arts class, he'd watch the back of my head or the side of my head or even turn around to full-on stare at me. For a while, I made the mistake of trying to read his mind. I'd interpret the drawn, blonde eyebrows as misplaced anger, or the pale blue eyes as devoid of pain. I tried different tactics, staring at him, ignoring him completely, smiling. The one thing I couldn't control was the blush that crept up my cheeks every time he stared back. Really hard to look cool and haughty when your face goes scarlet. Then, as we were leaving pottery class one day, he caught up with me. I gripped my seafoam green asymmetrical vase closer, as if he'd tried to snatch it from me. Tess Lily? His voice sounded almost formal. Then I realized he had a German accent. Axel Becker. He stretched his long arm out, I assumed to shake my hand. Instead, he stepped in front of me, his arm barring my way. And then, right there, in the middle of the green, he kissed me. I should have screamed and run like a maniac. Instead, I stood, transfixed by this German stalker of few words, who also happened to be an incredible kisser. That was the last I saw of Axel Becker. He disappeared from campus. I wondered if a friend had turned him in for being a predator, or if he was so disillusioned with my limited kissing abilities, he gave up on American women altogether.
One hand on the steering wheel, I absently let my red SUV coast down the hill, heading past the big house. A whir of black fur darts toward my tires. Thor! I slam the brakes. Gravel sprays against the white siding on my in-law's house. You teeny crazed mutt! You're going to get yourself squashed like a grape- Petey sticks his head through my open window, interrupting my mutterings. Hey, Tess, Mom left some pumpkin bread on your porch, up in that metal box thingy. He leans closer and whispers, I've been watching out my window with the binoculars. No action in the woods lately, but I figured out a way to catch him. Booby traps. Petey, this isn't Hardy Boys or Choose Your Own Adventure. This could be something dangerous. Petey's been reading through all Thomas's old books at breakneck speed. He scrunches up his freckle-splattered button nose. Of course I know that, but if I set the traps ahead of time, I can't get hurt, right?